0: Hey, 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 and hello there. I am your host, Casey Lacey, with the Random Horror Show. Random Horror Show, Random Horror Show, Random Horror Show. And you have very cheap, lovely taste in podcast listening. And we talk about horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, the obscure in movies, books, and television. And I... Like, I'm just doing my hair at the moment. I'm just putting some old lady rollers in my hair. I have, like, a big gigantic afro, and so I'm just, like... Well, it's not, like, gigantic. I want it to be, like, super gigantic, but it's, like, mid-gigantic, so I just love it and stuff. But um, I am going to be chit-chatting with y'all. Um, I, I It was just so wonderful. I was, like, I'm so pumped. I'm so lit because... I had a discussion of Midsommar with one of my really oldest, oldest good friends. Um, She is a big, big, huge horror fan. And (laughs) she tickles me. She's like, I watched Midsommar. And she's like, I would never watch that movie again. But she's like, it was like, what the heck is going on here? And we were just like, just in deep, deep discussion. And one thing about um, horror, especially with um, the female population, or, you know, you have like a very, I, I believe, this is what I believe is my, um, is my opinion about things is that there is a very small population of women females um that likes horror movies and it's a very small population very small small number because a lot of times a lot of women don't like horror movies or you know or science fiction especially um you know, gearing towards a lot of, you know, black women, they're not very big on watching horror or science fiction. And, you know, I mean, me, you know, I grew up on horror and science fiction. I grew up on fantasy movies. I grew up on, like, a lot of action movies, a lot of martial art movies. I um I was watching The Dark Knight, and I was like, "Dang, Christian Bale! <laughs> it was sexy cell." I remember Christian Bale. He was in Equilibrium. I watched him. Uh, you know his first movie I seen of Christian Bale was, uh, dang, I just had that like movie and stuff. American Psycho, and He really, like, I mean, he really, like, ripped the. I mean, he was just just ripping the shit out of this character. I mean, he was, like, representing Homeboy. And, of course, I seen him in Equilibrium. And I was like, dang, this is, like, not, like, a really bad movie and stuff. And it actually has, like, a message. I, I like the whole dystopian thing of Equilibrium. Of course, you know Sean Bean was in the movie. You know, he got killed like maybe like five minutes in the movie. Sean Bean always get killed. He got killed in Equilibrium. He got killed in Lord of the Rings. He got killed as Eddard Stark in in Game of Thrones. There's a couple movies that that, that Sean Bean always gets killed off. I mean, he's like the dude that gets killed off. There's a couple of movies he lived through, surprisingly. But um but usually like with um black women, I'm not speaking for all of us, but the ones that um I of course I am too. I'm black, I'm a black woman, um, come across, they're not really big into horror, they're not big into fantasy, they're not big into science fiction and the the, the answer that I got, you know, a lot you know, if I'm talking to the it, talking about a movie in a science fiction or whatever um, genre, it will say it's not reality. And it's like, no, it's not real. It's entertaining. Um, but you can actually, you know, have fun or watch it. And you'd be like, oh my God, that was scary. That, that was pretty cool. Or wow, that was pretty interesting. But it's not something that you, you know, that most that I um, you know, chit chat or, you know, family members or friends or whatever they will say I don't watch those because um it's not real, especially with science fiction. And I was like kinda I was kinda like really bummed out about that because you know my mom introduced me to science fiction. And when she watched Star Trek, of course, it was, you know, it was new to her because she grew up, she was, you know, she was born and she grew up in the 60s. And that's when Star Trek came out. And that's who introduced me to me being a Trekkie and loving science fiction and stuff is is my mom. And my mom was actually, you know, pretty much like Nichelle Nichols. If y'all ever watched Drunk History... Um, you know, talking about Nichelle Nichols, how she really set the tone of being the first Black woman, um, on Star Trek, which is, you know, which produced by NBC, you know, Desi Lu Studios, which is um Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball, um, you know, the, the Lucy Show, and they had Desi uh Productions, and they started Star Trek, you know. And it, and and it was it was very different for that time, and of course there was a lot of um, civil unrest with um, civil rights and stuff, and so they put this show out, and they was afraid that you know, of course, you know me growing up in the snap south, and of course the south was a little bit different from what it is right now. That it wouldn't fly with southern people because you know of all the. racial tension that was going on but we come to love and respect Michelle Nichols and she didn't even want to do the show at first you know a couple times until Martin Luther King um, encouraged her to keep you know filming the show Star Trek because you know he said that's very important and to my girls and you know and my wife and You know, they love, you know, my family loves this show because they see a black woman that's not cleaning or cooking or, you know, anything other than those subservient uh, roles of what they put out for black women back in those days when they made television and film. And she stuck with it, and it made her bigger than what it is. And I love Nichelle Nichols for that. I mean, even... Whoopi Goldberg, she was very happy as a child to see Nichelle Nichols and she was not, you know, playing a maid. And that uh you know you know that sparked a lot with um you know with Whoopi Goldberg, of course, you know, we all knew know who Whoopi Goldberg is, and not only that it inspired a lot of black girls back in that day you also had dr Mae jemison who became an astronaut and she excelled a lot in science because of nichelle nichols playing um uhura i actually have an Ahura doll <laughs> yeah a uh, 25 you know member collective you know uh doll of Ahura, uh, and um I treasure the crap out of I didn't even play with her. I'm talking about she is still up in the box. I'm not I'm not removing her out of the box, no way. And she sits up in my closet. Uh, I just love her to death. I got it for Chris her got it for Christmas. And but what I'm like going on about and stuff is that it was so refreshing to like have my um one of my old friends like I said, she's really, really big in the horror. When she was telling me about her husband. And, and then they were like, we're not watching Midsommar again. That movie messes your head up. And really, it does. It does messes with your head. Um, Midsommar is not one of those movies that I'm going to watch again. I've already had my fill of that movie. But I love the discussion what uh, we were having and that's like so cool um, you know especially you know her being a big horror fan me being a big horror fan and we were just back and forth back and forth back and forth talking about it and she made some really really good interesting points because in the movie we know that Danny just pretty much just like hey you know like I'm just gonna give up you know Christian cause Christian was for them streets now and we also uh talked about how it was a sticky situation for Christian because he knew that Danny was dealing with her sister, how she was with uh mental illness her uh bipolar schizophrenia, whatever she had, and he knew that from the beginning when he got into a relationship with her that that is something that um for her to act you know for a family member. That was dealing with something like that that's that's her that's her sister excuse me, and um and though Christian wanted to bail out so badly, I was like Christian just wanted to be the the best boyfriend that's very understanding uh m v p award that's what he wanted he wanted to that the medal the decade boyfriend, but he was really failing at it is because he did not like put himself in the position of what Danny was going through. This is before, um, the murder suicide of her family. And he should have like said, Hey, you know, I can't deal with this. And he should have been honest with her, but also with Danny, she should have been really um, honest with herself of not being so like a codependent on Christian when knowing Christian cannot couldn't even handle what was going on and that would made him so passive aggressive towards her he was just not empathetic he was just not like no reason at all just he was just like they was just going through the motion and he I mean he she has much fault as um he did and I, I believe like the movie it would you know I like I like how like Ari Aster did it and it's because uh, the way how he did the whole movie of, you know, just because something just looks pure and nice and, and adorable, like nothing can't go wrong here, but it's still something like underlying and sinister with the nice people. Because, I mean, in a way, I have came across very nice people and and my instincts told me like not to trust them because it was just something about that was so off about their character that I know that something was not right with them. And nine times out of ten, uh, my gut feeling was right. And, you know, people do trust your gut a lot. If it's too good to be true, there's something wrong with it. Um I mean that's just a little saying, you know, people like, oh, if it's good to be true, then you know, some may right and, and and that's true. It's, some is not right if it's good to be true. Um I did like look through like a YouTube video where one guy was um talking about how the whole cult thing was just like using um tactics, it was like indoctrin um brainwashing tactics. Not just on Danny and, and the other people, but just like actually like on us, the audience, and that's what Ari Aster was um explaining, you know, when they did their interview. And that was like very and it was really, it was very, very effective of what he uh produced out. And it was, it was very jarring. Um I noticed myself was like, huh, you know, um, I knew I knew like in the movie that I'll like, say this is good to be true. These people are some so weird. Um, I noticed that um, Pele was telling um, Danny that like, oh, it's okay. You know, this is how our culture is. You gotta understand our culture. You know, um, you, know da, 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 you know, just whispering and you know, he was very soothing, using that very soothing tone. Toned voice um i like how they pointed out like with people with depression and they're dealing with it um of course you know you deal with loneliness and things like that you sent you know you tend to push people people away and that is very relatable of what the uh movie you know the story and the tone was about uh people do do that um i you know, I'm not I'm not going to be all, like, you know, telling, like, everything what I have or stuff like that. But I do, like, have, like, bouts of, you know, depression. And I do tend to get a little bit on the, I don't want to look at people's side. But this is the thing that I do when I cope with it. Um, I actually let my brain, I let my body rest. Um, and it's good to, like, do that because that's a more, like, you know, that's going into self-care and you know doing like some activities on my own. Um not forcing it. And that's one thing you don't do. is like you don't force things on yourself whenever you have you know a manic depressant um episode or a major depression episode. You don't force it on you. You just you get your good hot shower, you get you some good coffee, you know, you start to think about like what things that makes you feel the most relaxed, the most comfortable. Um, I'm not like a licensed, um, professional or anything else like that. But, um, this is like something that I actually, um, cope with, you know, in my life. Um, it's better than to be lying in bed and crying and things like that. And, um, you know, just have like people that you really love and they really care about you and they, You know, they may not understand what you're going through, but, you know, do like have, you know, do have some like some empathy for them, too, because um, they may not understand your situation. And, you know, you're going to do your best to explain it and, you know, and just allow that, you know, that stuff to sink in and the process in it, because it is it's 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 not for. and everybody to like understand it and then though you know we wish people could understand it and everything else but uh it don't happen like that but yes she tickled me because this is the thing right here you know old homegirl the one who put her um hair in the pie i mean she was very literally and figuratively saying hair pie hair pie (laughs) how y'all remember that on uh uh Revenge of the Earth, Hair Pie, Hair Pie with Christian. And of course, you know, the whole little uh, <laughs> the sexing ritual and everything that, that that was that was real that was real creepy right there. I, I, that, that 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 like messed me up right I was like, Oh my gosh And she's and you know she is she's pregnant by him. She's like my friend was like what she's like, girl you know, since Christian burned up in that little ass house with that little bear suit on <laughs> and you know she's gonna be pregnant and then danny is still there with the cult and did all this stuff and then the girl has the baby and she's like and then the baby came out exactly looking like christian and so like when danny be sitting there looking at this little kid that this girl had by Christian, it's just gonna like trigger every, you know, it's gonna trigger everything about it for real. If you sit there and think about it, this chick is gonna be pregnant with Christian baby, she done had the baby, and Danny sit there and look at the baby and say, Hey, that baby looks exactly like Christian. That's gonna trigger, and you know, whenever somebody has. You know, anything that's dealing with a uh, a disorder or an illness or something traumatic like happens and they, you know, have a smell or a taste or a touch or anything that uh, reverts them back to that place of like that traumatic situation that, that whatever that they um, went through. That's going to trigger Danny a lot. I was like, dang. She raised a real good point right there. She really did. I was like, yo. I never thought of it like that. See? That's the reason why, I like, I always, like, tell y'all, like, shoot. You know, you need to holler at me. Because I love talking about, I love talking about this. Because it just it just makes the show, it just makes, like, this podcast just even, like, way better than ever because I love, like, um, you know, viewer participation. I love what the viewer's opinion and and what they think about, you know, on movies and what I talk about. I mean, I know this is very early, you know, of me, you know, making these podcasts, and it's still like a little baby to me, and I'm just watering and nurturing it, But still, I mean, I, that's what I thrive for. I thrive for conversation like that. And especially whatever movie I review. And I want, I mean, I want y'all to like, you know, really like get in touch with me. Because it just makes it so much like, it makes, it makes this podcast, it makes me feel so much happy. That you um, reach out and you talk about it and you can chit chat about it and laugh and be goofy and stuff but in you know in all seriousness is knowing that uh, we are actually critiquing and picking apart of a story or storyline um a character or how the character develops or if the character didn't develop didn't develop throughout the story or whatever i mean cuz come on now like you could tell that i was you know, I'm really big into literature. Of course, I was in honors English. It don't even sound like I was in honors English. Much time I say like and um and so and blah blah blah. And, you know, I got more words than just those little five dollar and two dollar two cent words and stuff. I mean, I can pull out some twenty dollar words, to my, my dang self. I just don't feel like doing it. I really don't. I'm just like, ah. and I'm just being myself on these too. And I'd rather for you to get like an authentic feel for myself because I'm just like shoot, I'm just chilling. I'm just talking about what I see from my perspective. And the midsummer, it's it's uh, it is it's it's more than just a breakup movie. It's more of a movie of how people perceptions of what they see. And then it's just the underlying uh, sinisterness with it. And especially with this cult just being so kind and so nice. And you notice they were like cut off from the world. And like I mentioned in the podcast with Midsummer, is that Interpol should be investigating. But they were so clean with how they disposed their bodies and how... They erased things that they were very smart and cold and calculating to not arouse suspicion where they're at. And that right there is the cold-hearted, I mean, cold-blooded-ass truth about the cult in Midsummer, And, you know these these people are like damn Decepticons and with their brainwashing and how do you think when you um understand like why people who join cults or 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 you know places and stuff like okay we, we understand that we had David Koresh and David Koresh he was a cult leader. He said he was he was Jesus, you know. I was like, "Damn, I didn't know Jesus wore glasses, but he took people that you think were very smart. I mean, he had people that came from nice homes, um great careers like doctors, nurses, uh, lawyers, stuff like that." He told them to sell everything, all their possessions and stuff to join him at the compound that was outside of Waco. And, you know, if anybody was against the system of, you know, of what he built, you know, they were going to be killed. And there was some people that got killed and that aroused suspicion because he just, he got really sloppy in hiding of what he was and what he was doing. And and I bet, you know, a lot of these people that joined him at that compound it was very, very tragic that most of those people then was women and children and and parents and stuff that you know, that got killed in the compound in that fire when it's in the stand down. And I remember that and I was in high school. Um, how somebody has all this love and cuteness and niceness and charm and, you know, uh, and spoke like, you know, he spoke like a pimp, like an intelligent pimp with brainwashing that these people died. And these people were defending him during the whole siege when they went to take him down. And, like I said, he is buried in an unmarked grave here in East Texas. And I'm just not saying where, but I actually got some info on that. But I'm not telling where he's at. But he's in an unmarked grave in East Texas. And that's for real. And, and you know, and then, like, another um one, Jim Jones. Jim Jones, he literally just... Pretty much just killed everybody with Kool-Aid. And it really wasn't like Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid is what they said. Um, It was just some drink, you know. Um, Jim Jones, um, he was really suave. He knew how to talk. And he started off, um, you know, just in the church. And he found like, hmm. I can actually, like, easily, like, sway people of my, um, my talk. I can get them to do things that I want them to do. And he did. Um, he also moved around, you know, preaching. But he knew his target. His target was black people. And true enough, there was a lot of black people, especially in the East Texas area, um that had followed him down to Guyana and they lived on the compound, you know, this little area that he bought down there for his members. And it was a lot of black people that followed him. They sold their possessions and um just for their privacy, um, which it was interesting. Um, I know somebody that their one of their family members did die and she was from this East, from East Texas area, and she followed him, and she died down there. And it's pretty close. It was it's a close, pretty close, uh, relative. And I was just like blown away. And if y'all ever watch Murder Mystery and Makeup with uh Bailey. She is like the best. She's on YouTube. She's like the best, like storyteller thing. But she's doing her makeup. I'm doing my hair. <laughs> but um, but she um, uh, but I I liked how she presented the um information. I love how she told the story about Jim Jones. Um, Jim Jones was like this haunting um, um presence that even when I was a little girl, I knew we heard stories about him and like it cuz because he has swayed so much of a lot of black people like especially black people that are very very religious love the church and things like that and they just like followed him it's because of indoctrination brainwashing and um that right there you know being in my mind as a little girl hearing this doing i am not um, not understanding a lot, a lot about it, but I got the gist of it that like somebody who is lying and using the truth to blend it in, to indoctrinate uh, people to whatever belief system or something like that. And it's not really, um, uh, good what they're doing, but they have like this nice look, this, um, nice persona about themselves And like I said, if it's good, too good to be true, it's not (laughs) because there's a lot of weird, crazy, you know, disturbing, dark, um, things with it. And, um, that is what I'm, I'm like, I'm like super, I'm just like really lit on this like podcast because just talking about it. And Noah, she just, oh gosh, I love, Christy, I love you. (laughs) She just like really just like had my leg, my wheels turning about this whole movie. And then just like bing, bing, bing. It just like popped up about um, David Koresh and Jim Jones. And, you know, there's a lot of other cult members that um, died or got, you know and people died behind them because of brainwashing techniques um that they used to like get them in and and also the stress part of people uh, what what is say about Danny how she got caught into the um the ha- 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 I'm just going to say that the hungry ha- hog ha- hog ha- is that They stressed the crap out of her. They really did. They stressed the mess out of her. And tendencies of like people that are depressed, they have like their stress factors like way up high, and they're literally like so tired, you know, just mentally tired. And if you keep like hitting on, you know, that point of like, okay, we could tell this person is you know stressed out and we just gonna keep hitting it and just keep hitting it to where they can just like really accept anything and that's what um that's what they did even though she was just like oh my god in terror of like when the two older people they committed their um own suicide death because of the death cycle with you know what is it like 72 and, you know, saying that's the end of their life cycle. But they said like, oh, you got to respect our um culture and you got to respect our heritage because this is what we do. When you get about 72, you know, you have this choice to, like, you know, kill yourself because that's, like, how the life ends and stuff at 72. And then we restart back the life cycle again and blah, blah, blah. So when those two uh, people that, like, died and committed suicide... And of course, like the dude, you know, came with the damn Thor Donkey Kong um hammer, <laughs> beat the bludgeon him to death. Um. And then of course, like we see that the girl who chose a uh, Christian to pre- impregnate her. So that's just showing like the life cycle of how the people in this village goes. And I was just like, oh man, this is like really freaking me out. So like two deaths equals a life, which she got impregnated by Christian, and also the sacrifice from Danny to sacrifice Christian because he was he was actually holding her back, and that's what that's what what was going on, and I and you know Pele who actually was um, recognizing this. Um, he was just like, like I said, he was just a sleeper cell just to see what was going on. And he like really, he really did a good job of recruiting him. And he, that's what he did. He was a recruiter for, um, he was a recruiter for him. And he used his brainwashing techniques on Danny because he's seen how people were very dismissive towards Danny, even even Christian. And so he, you know, he was not going to be dismissive towards her and that's and job well done. He did his job, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just had to like post this up and stuff. And you know, I it was it was really really great. So like, if y'all want to chit chat about any of the movies, I mean, it ain't even matter if the movies that I um have on my podcast. But um, if you want to chit chat, you can find me on Facebook at the Random Horror Show shoot me a, a email through it, through Messenger. You can shoot me a um, comment on, you know, my Facebook page, which is The Random Horror Show on Facebook. You can even shoot me a, a comment or a text on here on my um, podcast too. I answer back and I'll talk to you and stuff. And I really do appreciate when people talk to me, and and we can go on and chit chat about like our favorite horror movies or whatever that that like pissed them off or what scared them or or something that they like caught on about it and everything. I I I just love it. It's just it's very very fun. But I am done rolling my hair, and guess what? I'm gonna go to bed. Ha ha ha! Well, that is our little bonus little podcast of me just rambling about about a lot of stuff but um yeah go ahead and shoot me a lot you can find me on facebook and that's on the and that's the random horror show well i'm your host casey lacy and y'all have a great one and i'm going to be loading up a couple of more um podcasts um throughout this week um saturday is my birthday and you know like i said if you want to (laughs) shoot me a couple of bucks for my birthday and everything you're more than welcome to it anyways y'all take care and have a good night thanks